Hey folks, how's it going? And welcome to the water cooler. On episode four, we'll be talking about multiple different things today. We'll be talking about the NBA playoffs again, how the Hawks blew two straight games. Scottie Pippen's last few days have been crazy. He's been going at it with the NBA and he's just he's kind of lost it a little bit. We'll be talking about Damian Lillard and Luka Doncic as well, the situations with their teams. And also with the Team USA uh, Olympic basketball team, we'll be getting into that as well. And with the MLB Foreign Substances, we'll be talking about that. And uh, we got a big question on today's topic for a lot of people. We're going to get into that here in a little bit, so y'all stay tuned for it. And to uh, finish off this episode, we'll be talking about Conor McGregor's, Conor McGregor's fight and Javante uh, Davis the Tank. He uh, came out on top in Atlanta this Saturday. So, Garrett, what do you say we jump right into this yeah, thing? Yeah, well, I think we ought to start it off. What's the performance of the day? You are right. You are right. You almost got me there. I almost forgot it. But my performance of the day, I'm going to blow your mind right here. Let's hear it. 1997. Okay. NFL. NFL, okay. Randy Moss. Okay. Cowboys. Vikings. In Minnesota, he goes three catches, 163 yards, and three touchdowns. The greatest wide receiver performance of all time in an NFL game. On that stage, to be uh, Vikings versus Dallas, man, that three catches, 163 yards, that is just... <laughs> to me that's, that's just dude, that to me that just is that's the epitome of like an amazing performance. That is a performance yeah. of the day for sure. Randy Moss, he's yes, that guy. Sir, that country G baby. <laughs> nah. But uh on the day, man, All let's right. let's get right into so, this. So we're recording this right after Hawks Bucks yeah. game three. Yeah. And I've gotta say, things aren't looking too good for the Hawks. Mm-mm. Uh once again they got off to a hot start, couldn't hold on to it. And I think honestly I might be their two biggest problems, from what I can see about the Hawks, is one, Trey Young has got to stop pulling up for logo threes every time he gets the itch to do it. And two, they come out swinging too hard. It's like if you watch any fight, you got to save the haymakers for the later rounds. Yeah, it's like, like in the, uh, against the 76ers, it seems like they came out so slow. And then, bam, out of nowhere. Like you're saying, in the yeah. last five minutes of the game, you have... Trey Young scoring ten straight points and yeah. you're down one point and you're you got a game now. But now yeah. they're going out balls to the wall, just absolutely trying to destroy everything. Yeah, in like I mean, the first three quarters of the game. I mean, it looks cool when you start the game off. Yeah, and it's like sixteen to four, or something yeah, crazy like awesome. that. Yeah. Then when you gas out, come halftime, the butts come out and they still got gas left in the tank and they're mm-hmm. ready to go. Yeah. It doesn't make for a good second half. And you heard it first here, folks. Episode 3, I said Chris Middleton would be the deciding factor of this series, man. He dropped 36 tonight. 36 points, man. He had five, oh, what, three straight threes on three possessions and then three yeah. out of or, yeah, three out of five possessions, mm-hmm. three-pointers. It's like, good gosh. See, that's the crazy thing. When somebody's doing that to you and it's not the two-time MVP... Mm-hmm. You're not gonna win those exactly. games. Exactly. You gotta make make Giannis beat you is yeah. key to victory for the Hawks. But honestly, I think the Hawks are done. Uh, this was I think this game was must win and they didn't. Yeah. I mean I'm hoping that we come back next game we can bounce back from whatever. Yeah. But man, that one was this last two games it was just it started off great tonight. Beautiful. Yeah. Loved every second of the way we started. But it's not even about how you start nowadays. It's never. It's always yeah, about how you finish. It. It's always been that way. And what's crazy to me is, like, people are like, oh, like, Trey Young this, Trey Young that. At the end of the day, yeah, 
like you said, Trey Young doesn't need to be pulling up every three possessions yeah. from the logo. But at the same time, dude, like, Bogey's got to start being more consistent with his three-point shooting. Mm-hmm. Bogey's got to be more consistent doing a lot of things. Uh, we need John Collins to be a little bit more stronger. I mean, I get it. He's, what, third year now? He's yeah. fourth year? Third dude, year? Okay, if John Collins could just have three more inches on him, oh my God, he would be unstoppable. Dude. Oh, my God. If he could put John Collins' mentality and, like, build into Clint Capella, like, his height, it yeah. would be insane. Yeah, that's... that's it's like, very true, but it's yeah. it's really disheartening to sit here and like we hype up a game and let's go Hawks, let's just get this W. And, yeah, <laughs> wow, and then, <laughs> just in true Atlanta fashion, yeah. you know we're we're doing so good and just then completely give up. We let all that air out of the balloon easy. Just blows and, my mind. It's awful, and I've got to say too, like Trey Young, he's good with passing and everything like that, but like we said, dude, just. The turnovers, yeah, it, it'll kill you. I too. told you that. I told yeah, you that. that you Before did. this game started tonight, I told Garrett strictly to his face. I was like, man, the only way the Hawks are gonna win tonight is if Trey Young doesn't have an insane amount of turnovers. Like he's yeah. gotta minimize those turnovers. And there was a couple possessions mm-hmm. where it really hurt us. I've gotta say, so far my prediction is looking like it's on point when yeah. I said Bucks and five. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, it's a win-win for me if the Hawks win. I'm happy because <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind being wrong. But if the Bucks win, hey, I don't I'm mind right. being right either. Hundred percent. What, what do you think about uh, Giannis's free throw routine? Oh my, that seems to yeah, be getting dude. some heat lately. Somebody, it's so I get it. It's a free throw. You, I get that. But at some point, the slowing down the game, the Slowing down the pace of play, all that crap, dude. That's ridiculous. Like, keep this. No, I'm saying not keep it as fast as you can, fast pace, by all the way, boss of all. But don't sit there and take 15, 20 seconds to shoot a free throw, knowing damn good and well you're going to do it every single time. Like, don't do that. That's See, just... I kind of like it. At least for the second part, to keep everybody on edge. Yeah, that's very you get true. Them trying to box out there on their tippy toes, yeah. you take long enough. Somebody will jump early. Yeah, that's true. But you've got to be, you've got to, if you're going to take that long, you've got to make it. Yeah. Like, now, I do think if the NBA does have a 10 second rule, they should enforce it. Yeah. They shouldn't pick and choose like, oh, it's the last no. like three minutes. Yeah. Like, we don't want the game to be decided yeah. on a technicality like that. No. If you have a rule, you got to enforce yeah. it. Like, it's have as to. simple as that. Have to. And it. It's crazy because we have Scott Foster tonight, the referee, and he didn't really give us many calls. Like, some calls we should have gotten, like, nine times out of ten. Any other referee in the NBA would have given us that call. But, I just... this Not NBA, only that, they about took out our star player. Yeah. Trace yeah, on that ref's foot, foot about yeah, broke his dang ankle. About rolled his foot over. Yeah, I saw that. That was... I don't know. It was just... This is a very difficult series to even like try to analyze or make analytics. Like it's just there's so many different ways that this series could go. At the same, like I know it's two one. We got no momentum right now. We look yeah. like we shot ourselves in the foot, but it's only two one. I mean, you still got four more yeah. games to play. So at the same time, well, I would say this next game. I said this game is must win. But this Nets game is yeah, actually absolutely. like must win. I mean, if they go down three one, it's, it's a done. Wrap. Yeah, I mean no one, you know, one talks about three one. Like, Speaking of three one, mm. we gotta talk about Suns and Clippers. Yes, we do. What yeah. did you think about that the other night? I love to see it. <laughs> I, anytime the Clippers lose, yes, I'm here for any, it. Playoff P, a playoff P. I can't stand. I'm not gonna lie. I can't stand Paul George. There's just something about him. Him and them, Kevin Durant. I can't stand them. But yeah, I. 
I, I was, was glad to see uh, Chris Paul looking like more yes, himself dude, than yeah. he did the game before. Yeah. Like, I just, I want the Suns to win bad. It's looking like they're going to. Yep. Doesn't look like Kawhi is going to be back for this series. So, I think the Suns take the next game. Yeah. And did, you see, did you see Mike Breen last night, or whenever they were playing last game? Yeah. Kawhi Leonard's going crazy. He's just sitting there, cold face up there in the skybox. He's going crazy right now. (laughs) No, Mike Breen, he's just chilling. (laughs) Dude, I don't get why Kawhi sits in the skybox and not with his team. Yeah, like that's one of those things where you need to be a leader and sit down there with your boy. I don't. He doesn't. He doesn't have that though. He's you know that he doesn't have that. He's got that mentality of behind closed doors. He will tell you to your face. You better, you better man up. You better play ball. But. To the media and stuff like that's that's a joke to him, like all yeah. that stuff. And I love that so much about Kawhi Leonard. I wish more people really were mm-hmm. like that. Like I love when guys interact with the media and stuff like. That. Don't get me wrong, yeah. it's, it's awesome. But like, there needs to be a point where you can interact and have fun, mm-hmm. but be a man and take care of your business too. Yeah, and that's what Kawhi does really well. Yeah, I've got to say too about the Suns and Clippers. Uh, we can really dissect it as like a lot if we wanted to, but there's really not that. Like it's a three-one lead. The Suns are gonna win. Like, yeah. It was a close game, but the Clippers lost. Yep. And, like, Paul 100%. George, like it or not, he's going to be getting pandemic pee jokes for the rest of the summer yep. if they lose this next game or when they lose this next game. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. That is. And that's that's just the way the dice rolls, man. That's all it is when you jump from team to team trying to make your super team and you are just never really had to yeah. good look at it and you just finally say, you know what? Honestly, I think the Clippers might be the biggest letdown of the Super Bowl. Oh, my God! At least, I okay, I wasn't old enough to pay attention. I guess we weren't old enough. When that, like, Lakers super team with Steve Nash, Kobe, and Dwight Howard and all that happened. But, like... We were, yeah, we were. Um, but not, like, to follow it like we do yeah, now. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Like, I don't know what yeah. the expectations were for that team. Yeah. That's the only other team I could think of that comes close to being as big of a letdown mm-hmm. as this Clippers team. Yeah. And then you have... Uh, Dude, could you imagine if CP3 would have went to the Lakers back in the day with Kobe? That would have been sick. That would have probably... If that happened, I don't think Kobe gets injured with the Achilles in 2013. Yeah, that's very true. And his career wraps up completely different. Yeah. Like, he walks out of there, I feel like, probably seven rings. Yeah. Easily, like not easily, but I mean, he he could have he could have tied MJ at least. He could have beat him. Like I feel like he could have. That would have been what 2011, 2012. Yeah, that'd be that yeah, Lakers team with CP3 against that Heat team. We mm-hmm. finally could have got the LeBron yeah, Kobe, Kobe finals. Was, there's just so much to go that goes on to that like whole little scenario, and that's what's crazy about the NBA yeah. is like <clears throat> one player, and this is sports in general, but like especially the NBA, like that one little key of a point guard, that six two six one point guard, that little bitty guy is gonna dictate what those six nine yeah. six six ten six eleven guys seven footers like. He's the point guard. He's yeah. going to be the reason your team's either fundamentally sound or he's going to be the reason you've got 10 turnovers and especially, 20 from the Especially field. if you've got somebody as gritty as Chris yeah, Paul. He's yeah, like yeah. the modern-day Isaiah Thomas. And mm-hmm. If you like go back and look at clips from the 80s, like Isaiah Thomas is square enough to dudes like six, seven, <laughs> yeah. like, like Chris up. Paul, he's got that same energy. Mm-hmm. Like If somebody's trying to buck up, like Chris Paul, he won't back down to nobody. That's why I love CP3. I always have. But let's talk about one thing real quick is uh, <clears throat> Damian Lillard and Luka Doncic. Yeah. Let's talk about their situations because I feel so bad for Damian Lillard, dude. Dame's yeah. put his heart on the line for Portland yeah. so many times. And to have, what, CJ McCollum, mm-hmm. that's all you really got. I mean, yeah. you got Nurkic. They used to have the Marcus Aldridge back yeah. in the day, but that didn't work out. And like, it's, you got Nurkic, but he's... See, 
as much as we have railed against super teams on this podcast and the three episodes we've put out, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with players leaving as long as they've given everything yeah. they've had yeah, like, into he, making it work. Like Dame, there's nothing more he can do in Portland. No, God, like, no. He put his heart and soul into that team, yeah. and he hasn't done anything, done anything with <laughs> like, it. He made it one conference finals, and I think they got swept. Yep. It sucks. Like, that's it. And it's sounding like he's wanting out at the very Pretty least. There's yeah, with trouble. the new Chauncey Billups, I don't I don't know how smart of a move that was, though. I mean, do you go with Becky Hammond, the Spurs assistant? Like, do you make her the first women or woman NBA coach? Yeah. Or do you go with Chauncey Billups, the one of the greatest NBA point guards to ever come out of Detroit or anything like that? I mean, they've both got a lot of, like, assistant coach experience, I think. But... I guess you can't fault him for going with Chauncey since he did have the hands-on experience as an actual NBA yeah. player. I, I get what they're going for. But to give him five years? Yeah, that's a lot out of the gate. Ooh. and I I don't blame Dame for wanting out. Mm-mm. The real I, question is, though, if you're Dame, where do you want to go? Yeah, like, do you... That's, that's ridiculously hard. I mean, because... I think it's easy to say, and I think this happens to every big-name player who wants out, but the Lakers... Would be the prime spot for. Could you imagine? LeBron needs somebody that can take over the ball handling responsibilities for him. He also needs a shooter. He needs somebody that's clutch. Mm -hmm. Because I, I, I criticize LeBron a lot for passing out of last second shots. But if he's got Damian Lillard on his team, pass the ball. Yeah, (laughs) pass the ball, LeBron. Give it to him. Yeah, just pass the ball, LeBron. Straight up. I feel you on that. I would. I wouldn't be happy. If that did happen, just because it would make things like throw the competitive balance out of whack. But if I'm Dame, that's where I want to go. Yeah. At the same time, though, like there's a lot of players in this league who they'll probably tell you straight up, we're like tired of the whole LeBron's the our era of like they probably get it. He's amazing. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, I would almost be like tired of it. I mean, I've been in the league busting my freaking chops, all Mm -hmm. doing all this busting everything I have. And you're still going to talk about the old man? Yeah. You ain't going to talk about... I mean, um, that's just the only team I can think of right oh, now yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. doesn't have a point guard that's mm-hmm. not a star, but like a irreplaceable point guard yeah. that's also like a title contender. Mm-hmm. Like, can you think anybody else? The Clippers, but other than that, I mean, like... I mean, would even you, they got... Yeah. They paid money for Rondo. Yeah, I didn't they think about that. They picked up that, that contract. Now, he, hasn't, the, he hasn't been playing and, up to that and, contract uh, at all. Steven Jackson, or not Steven Jackson, damn. Patrick Beverly, Patrick, Reggie, yeah. Jackson. Reggie Jackson, yeah. Reggie Jackson, yeah, they got them. I didn't even think about them three. Uh, how That's about the Nuggets? They got Jamal really Murray. He's a shooting guard, ain't he? No, he's a point guard. Oh, okay. So I mean, it's like there is. You'd have to like look at the rosters. You'd have yeah. to have like a big thing in front of you that has like yeah, the whole yeah, NBA like, roster. The, the Lakers like, are the only team yeah, I can like, think of right now that has a hole at the point guard position, mm-hmm. and just and you could go there and easily be win a championship shot win. for like the next three years straight. Yeah, <laughs> like straight up. I mean, but, so if that happens, good for Dame. Yeah, if it doesn't, then... Not yeah. good for the rest of the NBA. But Luka, too. Like, Luka's a huge... Like, that's a huge situation if yeah. you think about it. Because <clears throat> Mark Cuban put a lot of, like... Oh, yeah. Put a lot of trust into his organization, organization to say, hey, you need to get this guy. We'll trade for him and everything. Yeah. But, like, bro was playing professional ball at 16, 17. Like, the EuroLeague yeah. today... Dude, it's it's just as big as the NBA. Like they're just as gritty. They're just as hardcore playing. Like yeah. it's that's legit. Like that's real ball over there. This NBA stuff. Like, Honestly, it's probably tough. Yeah, it's like I was about playing to say, this, men's league. This NBA they, stuff is like they are a lot more physical. Yeah, in like 
especially against a 16-year-old kid. Yeah. Like, I was averaging, like, two points a game in rec league when I was 16. <laughs> I couldn't imagine balling <laughs> up across over the Euro League and, like, <laughs> hey, guys, what's up? No, that's I feel you on that. But with his situation, it's so hard because, like, you're never really going to bring a big-time star to Dallas. Unless, like, Christoph Porzingis is he, never he's a star. Not never a star. He in could have been before he got injured, yeah. but... Never, never a star. Yeah. He, he will never be. You got, in my opinion, the best, second best player on the Mavericks is Tim Hardaway Jr. Like, yeah. he's the I mean, only he, person I can think good, of, dude. But, like, straight uh, yeah, up. But, yeah, the Mavericks are not the Cowboys. Nope. Nobody's no, going nobody's to go down to Dallas. Yeah, no. And that's... You feel bad for Luca because you want. I love. I love him. I want to see him ball. I, I got a feeling if he goes to a good team, he could put up statistics that are out of this world if he wanted to. Well, do you think he'll leave the Mavs when his contract's up? I think when his contract's up, yeah, for sure. But if I, it just depends on this year. It, if they can, if they can either get him help or make him feel as if okay, we get we got a future. Yeah, you just need you got to make him feel like he's got a future. You, if you, can't live day by day with this situation. You've got to take it more really like more down the yeah. road. Like, hey, okay, let's not think about tomorrow. Let's think about next mm-hmm. month. Type well, thing. okay, if I'm Mark Cuban, I hope they consulted him before they hired Jason Kidd as a new head coach. Oh my God, I know because that it's like the Aaron Rodgers thing we were talking about last week. You got to communicate. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Luca didn't mesh with Rick Carlisle or their GM, which is it's crazy to think that you can coach somewhere for over ten years, win a championship there. And get booted out the door like one your person, leftovers yeah. because one kid doesn't like it. Yeah, and that's that's mind-boggling how the Mavericks just threw through completely threw Rick Carlisle under oh, the bus. Yeah. So I was like, hey, dude, you know what? Luca doesn't like you. See yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the championship. It is what it is. Yeah, and, so, but yeah. at the same time, dude, think that's business. Like that is yeah. that's legit. Yeah, that's how is. this world works. It's slimy and snaky, but it is how it works. And just hats off mm-hmm. to Rick Carlisle for winning that championship. Yeah. You, nobody's ever gonna take one that back the, from him. All rings are not created equal. No, and God, that no. is that is the, the probably the I won't say the hardest. Ninety five Rockets going yes, from six seed yeah, winning the ring. Yeah. But that's, yeah, that is that's, easily that's, top yeah. five, one of the most difficult yes, rings ever. Ever. And that's in Rick Carlisle and Dirk. Yeah. Like, like for that for the whole NBA history, for that to be top five, like yeah, that's that's easily top five because those were those were some bad mamma jammas down there in yeah. Miami, bro. <laughs> those were some bad boys. They were. But, dude, let's talk about this Olympic team real quick. I've got the roster yeah. pulled up in front of me right now. So, we got Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Kevin Love, Draymond Green, and Bam are the forwards in the last three forwards slash centers. Oh, and Jeremiah Grant. We got Drew Holiday. Oh, Chris Milton, too. Missed him. Uh, Drew Holiday, Zach Levine. Bradley Bill, Devin Booker, and Damian Lillard are the guards. We're going gold this year. What do you think? I think we're going gold this year, boys. See, I think we're going gold, but I also think like that is nowhere near the best team God we could have no. put out. God no. Like I, I wish that the stars wanted to do the Olympics more yeah. often. Yeah. Like, I get LeBron not wanting to do it because he's played pretty much year round since last October. Mm-hmm. But like Steph Curry, like why not? Why, they, why they, you? There yeah. needs to be some incentive for them mm-hmm. to participate in Team USA. Just because it should be our goal to make every year a dream team. Yes, you that's know? like you're representing our country. I mean, let's like, not let's not get soft and oh, I don't want to do it this summer. I want my summer off. Yeah. I want to pull a James Harden and go to 
go to Cabo or go to Cancun every fucking every yeah. weekend. Like, I mean, dude, like, okay, Kevin Love and Draymond Green, like, they haven't been on. elite since 2016. <laughs> yeah, like, like it's been literally. five years <laughs> literally. since they have been top tier <laughs> yeah. players, and that's and that's what we got to look forward to going and taking over. And if Tokyo. you're gonna just put like, just pick people on the team because you think they have passing range, so it's good. The words mellow. Like Melo is Mr. Team USA. Yeah, that is like if true. anybody's gonna get like a lifetime achievement selection, it should <laughs> be Melo. Yeah. Like, he's never gonna get him a ring. 100%. He needs to get as many gold medals as he can get. Hundred percent, dude. Like, and that's what sucks too is like Melo's always gonna be one of those people who are like who who's in your who's your who's your I guess era of basketball, your decades of basketball's top yeah. five, top ten. Like Melo's always gonna be in there. CP 3s always gonna be yeah. in there. But it's like. They're it's also some... going to be in that top ten players without a ring. Exactly. Chris, <laughs> Paul, oh, Chris Paul and Mike could fix it. Yeah. But Melo, uh-uh. you know, time's uh-uh. up for yeah, him. Yeah, he's done so. And I hate that for him because, like, at the same time, bro, growing up watching him go from the Nuggets, he was amazing at the Nuggets. And then you go take, to it, take it to New York, man. He's about to put New York on his back. Hey, hey, now, don't discount Jeremy Lin. Yeah, Lin I forgot about Lin Sanity, Lin Sanity baby. He was a the two months. Dude, the, Toronto, the game in Toronto, when he's just yeah. walking on the court, 97-97. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm just going to, oh, three seconds, pulls up, <laughs> sinks it, and he's just, this is my town, baby. I'm dude. like, let's go, Jeremy Lin. Let's dude, go. That dude got a full-on documentary made about oh, him. Oh, yeah, dude. Lin Sanity. Yeah. Like, like, that was, it's like... The quickest and shortest peak of a player I think yeah, I've ever like, seen. And like to anybody who like knows basketball in general and who listens to this podcast and grew up the same time we did and knows it, like you know how crazy Lynn Sanity really was. Like when you hear us talk about this now and you're wherever you're sitting in your car, yeah. whether you're at home or not, you're gonna be like, Oh my god. These guys like they, dude, they Lynn Sanity. Who how could we forget years that? Ago. That is insane. Will, yeah, ten years ago, this upcoming NBA season, Lynn Sanity. Jeez, Louise. And bro. now he's not even in the league. Not anymore. That's crazy to think of. He plays for the G League, Ignite. I thought he was playing in China. Uh, he plays G League uh, with a uh, you know uh, Jalen Green, one of the top NBA mm-hmm. draft prospects. Yeah. Yeah, that kid's dirty coming out of the G League this year, bro. He's check that kid out. He's uh, dirty, but. Last basketball topic we're gonna get to today. Scotty Pippen. Dude has been <laughs> wilding lately. Like I don't know what's got into Scotty. Actually, I do know what's got into Scotty. Dude is still mad about the Last Dance, and he's coming out and he's taking no prisoners. Yeah. He's releasing a book. Did you see that? I have not. Yeah, it's called Unguarded, and it's talking about. I think the description of the book. If you look at the. Uh, like, book jacket, it says, without Scottie Pippen, there would be no Michael Jordan. Yeah. And so that's the kind of stuff that he's trying to, like, put out there. Which, I mean, he's right. Without Scottie, Jordan doesn't get six rings. But let's not act like without Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen would be a top 50 player of all time. At all. Like, he wouldn't even be on people's radar, I don't Mm-mm. think. God, no. But, no. so, Scottie, I think his biggest takes have been that LeBron... Won a ring without a championship. KD's not the kind of player without... LeBron won a championship without a superstar. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, he won a ring without a championship. <laughs> that would be impressive. Yeah. yeah. Hey, here's a championship, but you don't get the ring. He went, he went, he went to K's. Screw you. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. That, uh, yeah, KD isn't as good as LeBron. Doc Rivers ruined Ben Simmons and... Dude, some That's of those yeah, some just, of those takes he's got though, man. Let's let's go with let's start from first to three real quick. LeBron yeah. doesn't win a championship in twenty sixteen without a superstar. Okay. Who had one of the biggest plays in that series? 
Kyrie Irving. You're damn right. Forget that series. One of the biggest plays in NBA history. Yeah, that, that shot. Everybody that, loves. That was Game Seven, right? Yeah, yeah Game but, Seven. Okay, everybody loves LeBron's block, mm-hmm. but Kyrie's shot to me is more important than LeBron's block. I mean, I know the game was tied, so if he misses the shot, then they still have a shot to win. But but I mean, he still he sunk it. But like, to, yeah, to have them a championship. To take that balls, to have the balls to take that kind of shot. Like, That's one of those things where, like, when you're eight, you pretend you're in the driveway. Literally, and you shoot seven. that 18 different yeah. times, and you're yeah. like, oh, wait, the clock's still going. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> why did they just add five seconds to the clock? Oh, wait, yeah. oh, wait, oh, wait. Oh, there we go. Oh, I finally got it. Go. We won. Well, I, can, yeah. I can go inside now. <laughs> yeah, straight up. That's exactly how it used to be. And, like, just to, just to think, like, some of these players are, like, with a few seconds, like, back, let's go back to what we were yeah. just talking about, us being kids in that moment, like, there's guys really out here getting paid yeah. millions of dollars to have the confidence to mm-hmm. take that kind of shot, and, like, people drone and they destroy these players for doing bad and this and that, but sometimes yeah. you just gotta respect the game, like, no matter what, Kyrie's a weird guy, in the head, he's all messed up, he's... flat earth, just completely shot out, pot smoking, probably stay off the weed kind of guy, <laughs> yeah. like, straight up. <laughs> But at the same time, you've got to respect him. I mean, no yeah. matter what, you have to respect those guys because they're they're bad to the bone. Like, their their game's bad to the bone, and it shows with shots like that mm-hmm. and plays like that. But, but yeah, hey, LeBron didn't have any help. Yeah, like, yeah, like Scottie Pippen. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, hey, guess he didn't have help. Well, but. guess what? Scottie Pippen never sucked a game winning shot at the NBA Finals. Uh huh. He was never even in the discussion for Finals MVP. God no. Like, like, like you want to talk about not having help? If Scottie's saying that Kyrie didn't give LeBron adequate help in 2016, then I don't know how you could back that up and say that Jordan won a ring with help and say Scottie Pippen gave him that help. Because Kyrie, his contribution in 2016, at least matched anything that Scottie did for Jordan. And it's just ridiculous to me that Scottie would say something like that, but I get it. He's trying to elevate LeBron so he could take away from Michael Jordan. And, I mean, if you have an axe to grind, which Scotty does because of the last dance, then, hey, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. And on to that second take, the whole KD isn't the player that LeBron is, I mean, he's right. KD has also never been asked to be the player that LeBron is. KD, he's a scorer first and everything else comes second. LeBron's probably the most perfectly balanced NBA player I think we've ever seen. The chosen one. Then yeah, like a, we're not the biggest LeBron fans, but you got to give the guys a due. Yeah, he's the best combination passer, scorer, rebounder that there has ever been in the NBA. I mean, my whole life, except I, at Will Chamberlain. My whole but life, I grew up in the modern Le- era. LeBron yeah. was my favorite growing up. LeBron was my favorite ball player because, bro, I'm five, six years old, getting into the game, just finding and figuring out stuff like the way the fundamentals work, this and that. Then you get on the computer, you're seven eight years old there's just now getting youtube and stuff like that and you're finally being able to like going and looking up these highlights and these players doing their thing you finally get to watch them and you watch that craft it's like if you take it back to when lebron was in sixth grade okay like i said i've always been a huge lebron fan lebron dropped a movie called more than a game back when he was in sixth grade okay he didn't start playing ball until he was in sixth grade his coach drew joyce from akron ohio got him and four other people kept them at his house every day of the summer for one year Okay, his sixth grade year, they took him down to Orlando for an AAU tournament. They came in second. LeBron dunked in his very first game in AAU. And right then and there, Drew Joyce told him, son, you're going to the NBA. And he's 
on that movie, it shows they all summer after summer yeah. after summer they stayed together, lived together, and that's still who he's with. Rich, yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, yeah, Rich Paul, Maverick Carter, yep, those yep, guys. Yeah, like, and like that's LeBron's boys. He and, took them with him. Yeah, and top. back in but well, back in the day, yeah, to an extent, Rich Paul and all them, he met them when he was younger. But like, yeah. I'm gonna go back to like his high school days at St. Yeah. Vincent, like. You got people, uh, Romeo Travis. You got yeah. Drew Joyce, or yeah, Drew Joyce Jr. Like you got Willie McGee. Like those guys were like complimented LeBron to an extent of no NBA player could ever do that. Yeah. Like no one's ever gonna be able to compliment LeBron like his his dudes were. Mm-hmm. And, and for Scottie Pippen to sit here and say that, okay. You can't necessarily. What I'm trying to say is Scottie Pippen can't make a take to say, hey. I'm gonna judge LeBron and KD based off whatever I want to base it mm-hmm. off of. You can't, you can't just necessarily say, "Look, these motherfuckers are going out here and balling." Okay, you gotta look at it like that. Whether he has help or not, that's fine. I mean, yeah. he, if he has the help, he has the help. If he doesn't, he doesn't. If he wins the championship, he, that's all that matters. If you have that help and you don't respect it, like Scottie Pippen's doing right mm-hmm. now, you look stupid. But yeah. when you don't have the help and you do call it out, then yeah, Scottie will look good. But it just doesn't make sense how you can make that take of LeBron and KD. Like, KD's not as good as LeBron because of this or because of yeah, that. Like, I've got to ask you. If you had to pick one of those two players, one game, one player, who are you going with to win you the game? To win me the game, not yeah. dominate the game. Just win me. I'm going Kevin Durant. You of course. Really? Of course. Okay. I'm going to take KD because... Yeah, LeBron's probably going to drive, get the foul, or kick out somebody. But you know KD's going to have that confidence of, hey, I don't care if I miss or make. Yeah. That's what, you know me, back mm-hmm. goes our goat or our goat video. What is your purpose? What is your play? If you're going out yeah. there to score the ball, get the ball in the hoop, and win me the game, you're playing. That's, that's your purpose, you're playing. And KD's purpose, to win the game. I'm not saying dominate yeah. the game. I'm not saying take over the game and make it his. Just simply to win the game. Yeah. I'm going to take KD. She's taking that shot ten times over LeBron. No bullshit. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I was actually in my head while we I was listening to you talk. I was going to say I'd probably take LeBron if he's healthy. But, but LeBron's going to dominate. Yeah. He's not going to win it. Or, well, I'll, yeah. I'll take that back. He's going to win it. I should have said that. But he's going to dominate and forcefully aggressive. But if it's a close game, I want yeah. KD to have the ball. I want somebody, and it's not even, like, go back to Scottie Pippen's argument, KD, LeBron. Who cares about the player like, I just need somebody who's going to go out there and score. Mm-hmm. I need somebody who's going to get me the ball, take mm-hmm. it down the court, put it in the basket, and let's go home. Let's get on that plane and go home. That's, that's all you got to do in the NBA. Think about that. Yeah. Like, look, well, I think play. the argument for LeBron would be that LeBron can do that as good as KD or close to as good as KD and also get other people to score. Yeah, well. but LeBron's been doing this for so long now. They've taken his game, and they've just they've dissected it so much mm-hmm. that they've stretched it into this huge thing like – LeBron's the epitome of a basketball player, and he is. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, like there's so many things that make basketball players basketball yeah. players, like compliments of your teammates or mm-hmm. the fans. There's just so many different things that go into it, man. And like I get it, Scottie Pippen, Scottie Pippen, he's gonna say stuff that he wants because La- what is it, Larissa, Larissa, <laughs> Larissa, Larissa, was, yeah, Larissa yeah. was pounding by getting pounded by Future. Let him say what he <laughs> wants, bro. But no, respect Scottie and everybody. I, I mean. You're going to say some stuff, you're going to get criticized for it, it don't matter what it is, it's just nowadays. I think the Ben Simmons thing is the easiest one of his tastes, just yeah. like, that's, 
Christmas. Ben Simmons was ruined before ben Doc Simmons, Rivers got there. Ben Simmons was ruined the day he left LSU. Out of like when he was at LSU, he should have never left his first year. I think Ben Simmons was ruined before he even left LSU because his attitude, from what I've heard, while he was at LSU, at, that's what I'm saying. Is, yeah, yeah, it's the it's, same it's, thing if, in the NBA. Yep, he he's just, entitled. He knows at the end of the day he's making money. He don't give yeah. a damn about this, bro. You think he's gonna go out and really try, try, try really hard yeah. to go? Well, if you were making that much money, mm-hmm. realistically speaking, if all you had to do was wake up at 6.30, mm-hmm. 5.30, 6 o'clock, you're going to go work out for eight hours of the day, and you're going to come back home and sit down. Would you not do that? Like, Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. Like, it's, like, it's like when you look at movie stars and stuff, and you see somebody at The Rock. It's like, mm-hmm. man, I would love to look like that. So, honestly, if you were paying me $400 million, I could look like that. I swear. Like, I, I would, swear, dude. Yeah, I would be I The swear. Rock if you yeah. paid me $400 yeah. million. Like, yeah. You get the best dietitians, the best yeah. trainers, the best gyms, the best steroids. So, like, why, and like it, it, and to Ben Simmons' take is, like, why take advantage of something like that, bro? Like, you could yeah. be a... Uh, you could carry the city of Philadelphia on your back with Joel Embiid. You guys could take that city over, and like you're just gonna sit there and act like it's not a big deal to you. Like and you, you don't got care. Millions of dollars. You've been in the league for almost four years yeah, now, and you like, still don't have a jump shot. <laughs> like that's just it's ridiculous. <laughs> you, yeah, and we we is. talked about it last week, but just Scottie Pippen brought it back up, yeah. so we figured we'd just comment on that yeah, as well. That was a lot of NBA talk right there. That was a yeah. lot of NBA talk. Time to move it on to yep. the MLB, and I think the major overarching question. <laughs> Of this oh MLB my gosh! Segment. This is my question. Hey, before we before he says anything right here, this is a question. If you if you've been listening to this podcast, this is a question I brought up in the intro, and I need people to get back on this. Get back to our TWC pod on Instagram on Twitter. Get back to us. Let us know. This is legit question we got for people. Is America losing its love for baseball? Is America's say- pastime? Not our pastime anymore. It's past. It's way this past. time is past. Rob, oh my god! I would say America lost its love for baseball years ago. Yeah. Honestly, like once uh, the strike and the steroids. Yeah. Those once are the two yeah. things that that killed the love of the game for everybody. Yes, it did, man. And this foreign substance policy nowadays, dude. Shout out Trevor Bauer for. Oh, I get it. You, you're a, a you're amazing pitcher. You're a Cy Young. Like you're you're amazing. And you see, you're you're going out there, you're being clean, and you're doing your thing. You got to do, but you see these guys going out here, and one day he's got a low spin rate. Well, the three innings later, he's coming out with a fifty percent higher spin rate than he was in the first inning. So what the what what is changing? Is he is he just oh I'm gonna start pitching better? And today, very don't know Santiago something Santiago. Sorry for not knowing his name off the top of my head like this, but. Very first pitcher today got caught with a foreign substance in his glove, and they took the glove, put it in the bag, and they're sending it to the MLB headquarters to test exactly what it is. But two days ago, I want to say two or three days ago, Max Scherzer, one of the greatest pitchers of our generation, bad mamma jamma, was playing against, uh, ooh, buddy, ooh, buddy. Couldn't tell you. Dude, dang it, man. They were planning out. Also, just as a note, when he says a couple of days ago, we're recording this on a Monday. Yeah. Like right after the Hots Butts game. Yeah. So like we're just yeah, we're so just if it comes out on a Wednesday, then it's been more than a yeah, couple of days. Yeah, more than a couple of days. Yeah. But anyway, like I said, Max Scherzer, and then standing there, pitchers Matt, just pitching his game, doing what he normally does, and next thing you know, the umpire comes over there. Hey, we need to check you this and that. For what? Why would Max Scherzer ever use a foreign substance? Like, 
Like Joe Girardi had him checked for. Yeah. Oh yeah, here it is right now. Joe Girardi. I forgot he was not with the Yankees anymore. Shout out Aaron Boone, who is. But anyway, he sits here and tries to go on about how Max Scherzer and has pitched a few innings of the game. I think he was like five and a third already. And he was like, well, check his spin rate. Because in the first inning and the second inning, they were straight, this and that. And next thing you know, third, fourth, fifth inning comes up. Max Scherzer just starts throwing the ball. That's really all it is. He starts throwing the ball. And a lot of these pitchers have that. Like, they really do just start throwing the ball. And uh, what's crazy is they literally strip-searched him. Like, had him Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, had him pull. Oh, it's a Phillies. I, I should have known that. They were playing in national or in uh, Washington, but had Joe Girardi has the umpires come out, check him for a foreign substance, make some strip and everything like that. Imagine having to strip in front of thousands of people. Oh my god! Like that's got to be the most one of the most embarrassing things that could ever happen to you on a baseball field. Maybe not as embarrassing as yakking at second base a bunch of Sour Patch watermelons, mm-hmm. but that's somewhere close, I would say. Yeah, and then you got Sergio Romo, or, yeah, Sergio Romo, I believe. Yes, Sergio Romo for the Oakland Athletics was in Arizona last week, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, he's pulling his pants down, taking his um, or taking his jersey off, yeah. showing the umpires, bro, he's a vet. Like, these veteran guys are, like... It's blood, it's mind boggling how they're getting. Hey, you need to come here. You're you're using a foreign son. Like no, I'm a grown ass man knowing how to throw a ball. There are some of these guys out here who don't know what they're doing. They're they've literally made it by cheating their whole life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And see, to me, I think foreign substances, as far as pitchers go, should be encouraged. I think it adds an element of strategy to the game to an extent. So, like, but like it's it goes back. Yeah. To, okay. 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 Think about this. Think about this. Mm-hmm. Say Garrett Cole goes out and does ten times more in one year. Like I'm saying, like five, yeah. probably. Let's say this. He has two hundred more strikeouts. Or let's say this. Sorry, that's a, that's a big number. We'll say he has sixty more strikeouts, mm-hmm. thirty less walks, and his walk to strikeout ratio is three times greater than Cy Young's best season ever, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't know those statistics, Cy Young's best season, but Cy Young, Cy Young, one of the greatest, yeah. obviously the greatest pitcher of all time. Yeah. For these guys to come out there and to put numbers multiplying theirs, that goes against Hank Aaron going out there, you know what I mean? Like That's like saying Barry Bonds is legal. Mm-hmm. For- Even Hank Aaron popped greenies, though. I mean, that was just like, every, every generation's always going to have their thing. Oh, yeah. And I'm and not saying this to defend the steroid users. I'm just saying, I don't equate foreign stuff, pitchers using foreign substances to batters using steroids. Yeah. I think good point, good point. the advantage a batter gets by using steroids is way greater than that of a pitcher getting but how like a spitball or some Vaseline on the ball. How? Because if a batter is using steroids and he's like cheating that way, he can put runs on the board. Like, yeah. yeah but if a pitcher is using but if the other pitchers, stick tar, if the, yeah, but and he's the throwing a twelve six, it it's okay. So say he if has both some, pitchers are doing it, then yeah. it's equally screwed. But you know, like, yeah, but so both batters are using steroids, and it's but like, there's still a natural talent to that though. You know, like if Barry Bonds is using steroids versus Melky Cabrera is using yeah, steroids. Yeah, Not Miguel, Melky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> White Sox legend. But no, you're right, though, because there's just so many different ways that you can look at this topic right here and depict it. Like, and if you're let me base- rephrase it. When I say, like, foreign substances, I just, I'm a big fan of the spitball, yeah. the tobacco ball. Yeah, tobacco okay. ball. Like, if you're putting, mm-hmm. like, 
some like a WD-40 on that thing. <laughs> like, some, <laughs> I'm gonna use me some Tiger King on this curveball yeah, right here. No, I, well, hope of God it just works. Like, like, no, you can't. And do that, if that's dude. like your entire arsenal too, then it's a problem. Yeah. But if like every now and then you want to hock a loogie on the ball, go right ahead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hockey, yeah, and loogies and spitballs, are, those, those are fine. Like, but it's that once you start using that sticky stuff or the pine tar on your hat or your, inside of your glove, you, once you start doing that, it, it's kind of like. But that's awesome. <laughs> if you know what's happening, you got to prepare for it. Yeah, but like if you're watching a pitcher, and that's just part of the psychology of baseball, and he's rubbing his cap before he's getting set, then you gotta know what's coming. Yeah. And say, okay, there's gonna be some extra spin on this one. I gotta be ready for it. So I'm gonna go ahead and just put a needle in my ass and update it out. At some point, everything's gotta equal itself out. No, but like you said, you were right though. I mean, it 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 makes the game more interesting to an extent for these guys to come out here and get flashy with their pitches and be able to shut down batters but baseball is really about the hits and the runs scored you think about it yeah pitching the no hitter is great shutouts are great like few hits again like that's great jacob de grom dude he's literally making a statement for the mlb pitcher today jacob de grom if you don't respect him or you don't like the way he plays or you don't like anything about you're ridiculous okay the guy doesn't yeah. speak the guy doesn't post on social media barely post on social media if yeah. he even does goes out there there's a fastball at 101, can throw a curveball at 75, and then he can throw yeah. a changeup at 82, a splitter at like 87 and 90s, a sinker yeah. at 90 something. Like you, that's where you love the game yeah. when somebody can cool. have such an arsenal of. I've got to say, so we both agree that America is losing yeah. its love for baseball. Yeah. Why do you think they're lo- America's losing it, and how could we fix it? Rob Manafort. Rob Manafort, and like we don't, we're not, we don't, we're not a political. We don't bring that up. We don't talk about it at all. Like we don't, we try not to get into any of that kind of stuff. But this is the one time that we're gonna have to actually bring something like this up because Rob Manafort has brought politics into basketball or baseball, just like LeBron has brought politics into basketball. They're making it the All Star Game thing. Yeah, not even that. I'm just saying to begin the season, how. How whenever in Texas, Arlington was the first stadium to have 100% capacity, mm-hmm. okay? And then a week later, a couple more teams started. Why not just go ahead and do it everywhere? Like, everywhere's open at that point. Like, when the start of the season happened, why not just yeah. say, okay, let's test it out if there's some bad results that come off of this. And I think you just leave it up to the teams. Exactly. Like, or at least something. Communicate with somebody and say, hey, look, we're going to leave it at maybe 90% capacity to start out and let that extra 10% mm-hmm. follow in a couple weeks later or something like that. You don't... 25% capacity to start an MLB like home game or in home season or just season to begin with 25% capacity no one's gonna watch that like no one's gonna spend their day on TV watching a baseball game well, well, that's, I think the problem goes even farther back though because nobody's watching anyways but, 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 but people are still yeah. buying tickets to go to the park is what I'm yeah. trying to get at that's how that's yeah. how MLB makes revenue they're, they're yeah. not making money off damn Fox Showing, yeah. like, so okay, say what you want to about how boring baseball is. The atmosphere yeah. of a baseball a ba- game in yeah, person beautiful. Like, is the best of any yes, sport. Yes, by far. Because you get around that right group of people and their fans and y'all are fans. Yeah. And it just makes you it. You get you a hot dog or a burger or something. Some dipping dots in old Braves yeah, helmet, baby. The ball game. Come on, now, Dave, way down yonder on Chattahoochee. Gets hotter in a hoochie coochie, don't it? No, but it just goes back to a lot of stuff with this foreign substance, man. This America's pastime is... It's past. It's gone. And that's... 
It's sad. That's it. <laughs> it's so sad. It is so sad because growing up, baseball was just us, man. Yeah. That was everything we did, always. But right, So, final thing we want to get into. Yep, One, what do you think about that Davis fight last oh, night? Oh, dude, Gervonta the Tank Davis, Knocking baby. Called, 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 called. 11th round, 40 seconds left. Oh, my God. Catches a right, or Mario Barrios catches a right hand by a Tank to the head. Mm-hmm. Falls a second, gets up. Eight count, 22 seconds left in the mm-hmm. fight. Davis comes up and just do 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 with that right hand, bro, and just straight up he's donezo at that point. And the, my favorite part about that whole fight was Connor or uh, Floyd Mayweather coming up to him in the corner saying, "You're losing this fight, bro. He's got you beat. If you don't knock him out here, you're done." And yeah. I swear, if, if uh, Tank Davis wouldn't have knocked him out, Mario Barrios would have walked out of there with that championship, and Tank would have got well, his first loss. If you got somebody like Floyd in and your corner, yeah, you gotta yeah, listen. Exactly, right? and that's why I love Tank because he really, him and Devin Haney. Uh, shout out Hunter Phillips as well because he's a he's a person who got me into boxing pretty big. Him and Garrett both, but. Hunter's been showing me stuff here lately, and uh, Devin Haney, y'all want to check him out, go ahead, because he's going to be the next Floyd Mayweather. Mark my words on the TWC pod. Gervonta the Tank Davis and Devin Haney will be the next goats of the boxing class that Floyd Mayweather was in and everything. like. They will be his prodigies and everything that comes with Maybe that, Maybe they'll bro. fight Canelo one day. I'd love to I don't, see that. I don't think it'll get that far, but they'll definitely fight each other. Gervonta and the Tank, they'll definitely have to fight each other. Maybe because they're both TMT, mm-hmm. so I mean I don't know how Mayweather would want to do that. You know, I mean, you, money you can't tra- money. Yeah, but you can't train both of them. Like, you would just it would be so much for, like it'd be such a headache to get that fight in that it's like yeah the five hundred million dollars that comes with it would be like yeah. damn we're gonna split this up. This person's only gonna make ten. This person's gonna make yeah. twenty. It's just, like, there's so much that goes with it, and like yeah, it's probably See, worth five hundred million dollars. But like I feel like I boxing as a sport could get so much more popularity yeah. out of it if they just let the fighters fight and, and kind of like let stuff like that slide what scared me see I, I my, my guy i worked with a guy at dicks and he's told me he said the only reason i've been watching boxing here lately is because of the influencers that's awful i was like dude if logan paul's your gateway into boxing, how are you like, I, I literally looked at him and i was like do you know javante do you know devin Haynes? do you know Triple C, do you know these Triple people? G. Triple G. Sorry, yeah. Canelo. Do you know any of these people? And he's just like, I mean, I know I know Canelo, and I know Mayweather, and this and that. And I'm like, no, like, do you keep up with boxing at all? And he's like, oh, well, no. I just started watching it once the influencers got into it. I was like, man, you better stay away from me. And my you know what? I have kids. You better stay away from me. <laughs> I would just, I, one day, I want to see an influencer step into the octagon. Oh, yeah. And I want to see him do it with Conor McGregor. Yeah, let's talk about this yeah. next fight. He's okay. got coming up. Isn't it four year three? Or, yeah. yeah. Four. Uh, four. July 10th. Is it three or four? four. It's three. Three? Okay. Did yeah. you watch the second one? Yes. Yes. Dude, that, that was, I think <laughs> this is a make or break fight for Conor. It has, it's if, by far a make If or, he yeah. loses this one, then I think he's, he a, may, for, as a serious contender, his is, career is wrapped up. If he loses this fight, I'm gonna just go ahead and say it now. Conor McGregor will be nothing but a pay per view. That's but all he will the be. The sad thing is, I'd still watch it. Oh, even oh if yeah. he loses. Oh yeah, because at the end of the day, like yeah, we had, we grew. I grew up really just watching Tito Ortiz, Chuck Man, Chuck, Chuck the Ice Man, Liddell, and all of them with the UFC and stuff. Yeah. Nobody had that swagger that Conor did. You know, yeah. they didn't come out there like, hey, I'm the motherfucker guy you know like like that's get that Vince McMahon power yeah like straight up yeah like straight up and that's what's crazy to think about it's like nowadays 
these people are really doing everything they can just to get a dollar bill. And you, res you respect the grind, respect it. Like, you're never gonna knock anybody for trying to make money. But at the same time, please, God, do not hype something up or please do not make something seem like it's going to be the biggest thing this year. And it, mm. like Logan Paul and Mayweather, for example, they made that seem like it was about to be the biggest thing. And yeah, people had high expectations. I didn't. I, I, I knew. I you. I only got I, to watch two minutes. I, of it. I was like, oh, yeah, dude, that <laughs> sucks so bad. I forgot that happened to you. But yeah, it's just the money is changing everything. It's the root of all evil, but you, you just can't respect or you can't disrespect anybody for trying to make yeah. a dollar. Like, it's their hustle, it's their grind, and the, the Paul brothers are good at it. And yeah. so is Conor McGregor. He's really good at making money. But see, I think he's gotten so good at it. He's kind of like in Rocky 2, or no, Rocky 3. He lost the eye of the tiger. Yeah, and 100%. Maybe this second of Poirier fight put it back into him, but if he comes out and he's the same Conor that got rocked by Poirier last fight... He's done. Yeah, well, and the thing is, I feel like he's got a lot on his plate right now. Like, yeah. his sons are growing up. He's starting I mean, to, yeah, like... but if that's the case, then, I mean, you just call it a career. You've got enough money that you can raise your kids, you know? I mean, and sometimes, if you want to do Sometimes, some, though, like, yeah. think about it. He's not necessarily fighting... Like, most of the time, Conor McGregor's not fighting to go out there and... Yeah, he's probably trying to put a ring under his, in his belt but, yeah. or on his body, but, like... Like, like it goes back to it, money. Like he, yeah. I'll, if he's gonna fight for as long as he can, saying, as long if as he can. If you're in it just for the money at this point, then stop actually like fighting real UFC fights. You know, yeah. go the Floyd Mayweather route, do the influencer stuff, or do the special like celebrity boxing, like do that Something. whole thing. But don't waste time with people who actually want to compete, and you're just muddling your own legacy if you just continue to get embarrassed like you did in this last fight and honestly the one connor fight even if he loses i still want to see connor nate diaz three like they've each got a win over each other like i don't know how they haven't in the tiebreaker already but that's a fight i think has to happen before they both retire yeah it has think? to dude like <laughs> it almost it's almost like one of those fantasy things of like yeah. okay we we want to see this happen so bad, like, dang, I wish it would, but, like, that would be one of those things that would, it would be changing, game-changing. It's, it's like, been so long since like, it happened. Yeah, it would be marketing, like, marketing, like, that would, could you imagine, like, Nope Boys being there, and, like, all the, like, the big hype that would go around everything that comes with that fight right there, Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor. Those are the two, talking about personality, those are the two biggest personalities in the UFC right yeah. now. But, yeah, I think that about does it for... Uh, this UFC talk, the only uh, stuff I think we can talk about now is just what we think we'll be getting into next week on the water cooler. Yeah, so, we, well, you know how we do it. We kind of just, we link up the day before or the day yeah. of when we record and just kind of throw some stuff together real quick and just talk about it. But that's really much just all for today, folks. We appreciate you for listening and, and all the interactions on Instagram and oh. all that stuff. And, yeah, shout and, out to everybody yeah, who watched yeah, our yeah. live streams. Yep, uh, I did, and, and this is Levi's fault, 100%. Forgot the paper upstairs, and I can't go grab it right now because we're in the yeah. middle of recording. But I had names written down for everybody, and just a few that I do remember was uh, shout out Taylor Phillips, uh, Jacob uh, Farrell, Crew Whitmer, Tate Smith, 
my sister Amber, yeah. uh, everybody who just will climb. Yeah, will climb. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Blake King. Blake King, yes sir. Shout out everybody who just listened to us. Uh, and all of our people who have hit us up on Instagram and on Snapchat and just everything in general, man. That 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 means the world to us. And uh, keep us updated on what y'all think of the TWC pod and stay tuned. Uh, we're gonna go live before game game four of the next game of the Eastern Conference Finals. We'll be going live on either Instagram or Facebook. We'll keep you guys updated on that. But before we go live, I'll, I'll post something a couple hours. We before. do not have our Facebook up yet. No, but it will be up. Yes. It will be up. We will yeah. make it after we finish recording. Yeah, this. straight so, up. Yeah. yeah. So just stay tuned with everything we got coming up, and we sure do appreciate it, folks. We'll see you.